This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Kyle, Kathleen, and Jimmy. And today, boy, do we have a treat. One of our favorite characters in any show, period. The keeper of break bills, voice of an angel, dressed to the motherfucking nines. <laughs> we got Rick Worthy, a.k.a. Dean Fogg, on the pod. Rick is the absolute goat, and we had a blast talking with him. Binge crew, enjoy. Let's do some goddamn magic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Man. Good. Cheers. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Thank the you legend. so much for coming on. I, we all, Thank just you. to start us off, we all collectively have a huge crush on you, just so you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I just turned 54, and I partied my ass off for a week in New Orleans, and, and um, I'm feeling it right here. Picked Hell yeah. Some, yeah, you know, picked up some weight and um and, and now my doctor's like, time out. Now now <laughs> come back to Earth, drink oh, a lot funny. of water and get back in the gym. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, uh Jim, nice yes. to meet you. Brian. Hi, Brian. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Duell. Did I say yes. your name right? Yeah, yes. Thank you. Hi, yes. Kathleen. Rick, it's great to meet you. Thank We're you so, so much. excited. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Very yeah. happy to be here. And yeah, thank you for having me uh, on your on your awesome show. <laughs> We're obsessed with the magicians. We miss yeah, it so we, much. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> <laughs> if, you know what? I that's a very. I don't know if you guys know the whole. Have you have you met any of the cast yet or any of the producers? You're number mm-hmm. one. I'm number one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, sometimes uh, Olivia or Jade or somebody will get get to someone before I do. So um, I I was the last hired in the show. December of 2014, I'm on the plane from LA to uh, New Orleans. That was my first time going. And uh, literally two weeks before the holidays. So, you know, it was great because the brother needed some money and needed to work and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get, you know, get back and get back on the boards, right? <clears throat> Timing was perfect. More than that, though, it was more the I love this script so much, man. You know, like it was so good. And I had heard of the, of Lev Grossman's books. I just hadn't read them, but I had heard them and I knew they were New York Times bestsellers. And and, and I said, oh, this is going to be so good. So I had no time to read the books. And I, I read the script on the plane and landed and, and went right to work the following morning. And I think in a way it helped me because I, I had a f- completely original take on Dean Fogg. You know, I wasn't thinking anything that I had later read in the books you know mm-hmm. I, I just mm. created him out of my mind and i think that i think that really helped a lot so what were kind of the the preconceived notions that you had about the character uh with the knowledge that you did not read the book so what was right. dean fogg in your head initially going into this project and also what did they tell you that they wanted him to be well they they didn't tell me anything my agent told me um He's like the headmaster of the school, 
you know, of magic. And I said, oh, that sounds really cool, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but I had, that was it. That was all she told me. And then uh, the producers, uh, Sarah Gamble uh, and John McNamara, two and Lori Leeser, three very old friends of mine. We'd worked together almost 20 years ago. We we just never worked together since then, except one or two episodes of Aquarius, mm. um, yeah. which was their project as well. And and you know, and and I, and I worked on Supernatural, which is Sarah Gamble's show for about two years, I think. Mm-hmm. But that was it, you know. And then a few years go by, you know, people get older and kids are getting taller and bigger, and and then, you know, and then you know, you get, I get a phone call. Uh, from my agent saying, Sarah and John want to know if you would want to play the headmaster of the School of Magic. And I said, uh, she said, I'm sending the script uh, and they want to, like, they need to know, they're going to need to know pretty soon because it shoots like in about three days. <laughs> so um, I, I said, I right away said yes, without even really reading the script because mm-hmm. I knew I loved them. That was, that was, that was how I came into it really. Mm-hmm. I'm reading it and I said, this is one of the best things I've ever read, man. You know, it was so interesting and sort of out of the box and um a shitload of fun you know and that's that's what i wanted you know uh and, and something that was um would challenge me uh, creatively you know i've never done a character like that i played characters like the alpha vampire and Superna- if you watch supernatural um and but this this character is so unique in that he is a magician you know and he, and he's a he's the he's this the dean <laughs> you know of the school so i everything that i went did was sort of my own idea of of, of what Dean Fogg was like, and um, uh, later after after when we got picked up, I read the books and I said, "Oh wow, he's really sort of different than how I pictured Very him." Very much, mm-hmm. yeah. And I sort of pictured um, someone like um, wonderful actor Donald Sutherland, you know, Ooh, playing okay. Dean, Dean Fogg. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> a classical sort of sixty-eight-year-old, you know, bearded dean. You know, sure. so we went. They went in a completely different direction, and and I think that was a good thing. I actually have in my notes. I'm I'm really glad that they changed the character of Dean Fogg so much. Like no shade to Lev. I'm obsessed with the books. I love the world and the characters they created. But Fogg is a legend. He's um, there's nobody <laughs> like. Fogg. Of course, you've never played someone like Fogg. Fogg's a legend. He's the best. We're he's obsessed. He, he's he's a character. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so thank you, you for thank you for all the support. It, it means you know yeah. it means a lot to me personally. You know, I mean, I've been man acting for our since I was twenty, so that's thirty four years, and um, making a living at it since I was twenty six. So you know, you, you you you're you're lucky if you make a living in this crazy ass business. Number one, number two, <laughs> you're lucky if you have a character like that, you know, that's given to you, you know, and, and you have to do something with it. And I'm always looking for, every actor is always looking for that, man. You know, like something that's, that's going to like really get you excited. You know, I've done cops a thousand times, you know, <laughs> you know, guy with a gun and a badge. Right, <laughs> I've sure. done it a million times and, and that's cool. You know, but after your 16th or 17th time, you're like, man, I really, I really want something different, you know, and, and uh, I, I particularly love science fiction fantasy and um, I'm, I'm the biggest nerd. I just finished watching WandaVision and oh, um, yeah, so yeah, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Falcon and the, the Winter Soldier. I watched that one last night, you know, Great. and, and I'm, I'm sort of I'm drawn to it. You know, I think that's the stuff that I'm, I'm excited about, but I'm just excited about a good script, mm-hmm. you know, a good character. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's right up our alley. We've mostly covered the sci-fi fantasy genre. Mm. We covered the hundred, the obviously the magician, right. the WandaVision. Right. Just, we love sci-fi. We're at the point yeah. where we're at the point where we we don't even want to watch it if it's not sci-fi. <laughs> it's like it's like we can watch this drama and then add magic to it or put it on a different yeah, planet. Exactly. Right. Like, right. It just makes it that where, much better. I'm, I'm just curious where where is Benchtown TV? Where are you guys, are you guys in New York or LA or we're Philadelphia. You in Philadelphia? Okay, yeah. I think Jim. Yes, I think sir. you told me. You yes. told me that right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. That's the great city of Philadelphia. I've only visited Philadelphia once, and that was 1979. Come on down, have a drink. Was, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I want to. Time. Yeah, I got friends in. I have friends in Pittsburgh. So okay. maybe I don't know how far that is from Philly. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised you've never done a con here or a convention and around. I've here. not. I've not. I've mm-hmm. done. I've done a few on the East Coast, like New York, mm-hmm. Rhode Island, um, but I have not done Philly. I would love to. I saw the Magicians panel going into season three at New York Comic Con, and it was incredible. It was oh, awesome. it was, was so I good. there? You were. Was I there? Mm-mm. It was. It, it was. It was a season three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I actually heard you on another podcast a while back saying that you were invited for season two for San Diego, and then not season three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but I don't but I don't know if you I don't you know I, like anyone who really knows Rick you know you know that I'm going to be there anyway. So yeah. <laughs> The best. So um what I me and some of my friends, you know, that's why I love this 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 sci-fi fantasy uh genre is that I I've made some of the best friends. Some of my closest friends um they're in Phoenix and what we'll do like if I'm not there we just go anyway, and then mm-hmm. we buy fake IDs and stuff, and we go into San Diego. <laughs> That's great. And it's hilarious because, like, the, like when I, I was invited one year, and then at the following year, I wasn't invited. And I don't think Jade was invited. And we were like, what the hell? <laughs> so I went, and um, I went as a Joshua somebody was on my name tag. Hoberman. And the second I walk in, someone says, hi, Rick Worthy. Like that. So was all, you know, we You're love like, the magicians. I was like, thank you. Yeah. But I'm, jo- I'm Joshua. I'm Joshua today. Yeah. That's my name. My name's Josh yeah. today. My name's Josh. Yeah. That's so funny. I love that. I have a question about season one. So I, we just on another podcast covered the pilot and you can't truly understand who Fog is until the reveal of the time loop. So I'm wondering just knowing how much he's gone through all 39, 40 time loops, whatever it is. When in season one, did they tell you about the time loops? Because And did it alter how you were acting at all, how you were approaching it? Or was it, you read that script, yeah. you were like, because that was when yeah. it changed from a good show to an amazing show. The Jane Chatwin reveal, right. the right. Julia was the thing they changed, the time loops, right. it blew my mind. There's a, uh, yeah, I, I very humbly say this. I totally agree with you. I think it <laughs> took the show to a different, um, different level, you know, uh, and, and people really dove in after yeah. that, you know, uh-huh. um, there's a great scene with fog and Quentin mm-hmm. and, um, he, he, he drugs, he, he yeah. puts a little <laughs> yeah. drug and fogs yeah. coffee or something. You little, oh, shit. You, you little <laughs> shit. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you said it better than I did. Yeah, exactly. Right. It sounds much better in your voice than mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was seven. I was twenty-four years I was, old. I was twenty-four years old when I lost my virginity. You know, and you know, and, and it's it's when I read it, like we read it, we we're like, this is so funny and so good. Yes. Like, and it it had a um all the different you know dimensions that that I think really helped take the show to a different place. You know. Mm-hmm. 
and the, the reveal of all the timelines in particular um, to Quentin changed everything. The show was going this way and then it went that way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and a couple other different ways before the end of season four. Um, but we had an idea that there were, there were a lot of, we were, we were given information that, that sort of explained that, yes, there are many timelines. Mm-hmm. But when I discovered that uh, in the script that Fogg has done this, <laughs> you know, 39 times, you know, and, 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 and he remembers each one, you know, you get an understanding really of the, of the man himself. And um, that was key for me. You know, that, that made me take the character in a whole different direction. And, and one of the questions, this is a great question you asked, by the way, because one of my favorite um, depictions of Fogg is, uh, let's see, well, there's, there's, there's Dean Fogg 17. <laughs> yeah. There's psych, psycho that's Psycho Fogg, Psycho Fogg, right? Yeah. And, and, and our Todd Fog. Muffin oh, says, ooh, that's, that's Psycho Fogg. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, love, we all love Todd. We, we love, love Todd. Todd. Yeah. Did you just say Todd Muffin? <laughs> Todd Muffin. I love that. We all, yeah, we all love our Todd Muffin. <laughs> oh, we're obsessed and, with uh, him. We, we're obsessed with Todd. Um, <laughs> and, and Adam's just a wonderful guy, by the way. He's, he's, love he's, that. He's just hilarious. He always tries to make me try to make me laugh before we went on camera, and I'm like, "You motherfucker, <laughs> shut up!" <laughs> yeah. I've got like, you know, I've got a, you know. Like a monologue, just be yeah. quiet, please. Yeah. And um, I love Adam. But um, one of my one of the of the different fogs, I think there's fog twenty-three, who's completely lost his mind. Mm-hmm. He's locked himself away and he's got his shotgun. And um, I yeah, think that's, that's twenty-three. Yeah, is that's that twenty-three? That, uh, yeah, that's the one that owes Marina child support. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one, right. Um, and then there's seventeen, uh, acting dean, who I, I particularly love that one a lot. Um, it actually wasn't that hard to do. Uh, it's just a slight shift and go left, go left instead of go right. Yeah. But my hardest depiction of Fogg was Professor Fogg. Yes, we yeah. love the stash. We yeah, love yeah. The stash. I look totally, you know, Billy D. Williams Colt Forty Five beer commercial from nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. Um, I look like my dad actually when I had the stash and the fro, and you know, he's yeah. super super neat. And if you notice, there's a difference between Professor Fogg and the dean that we know and love. Professor Fogg is very light and buoyant and happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and even, and I wanted to express that in, in, in my body language. I wanted to make him more, you know, as my mom was always telling me, even to this day, you know, sit up, you know, when you drive <laughs> and sit in your chair. And um, I wanted Fogg, Professor Fogg to, 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 to carry that, you know, this, he's optimistic and happy, you know, but the dean that we know is, is more like this, you know, he's brooding all the time like this, you know? And he's always has his, his, his like, even, like he's kind of slumped slightly like this, you know? His posture is just more bent over. Mm-hmm. He's been hardened and, and, and by all the 39 timelines, right. you know? Like it, it, it's, it literally ex- expresses itself in his body, you know? And I wanted to express that. And, and, and everything he does is sort of slow and measured, and even the way he speaks, you know? So when we did Professor Fogg, some of the props guys came up to me and, and, and we always joke around. We just back off camera, but they never made comments ever really about performance. They just, they're happy to be there with us. But the head props guy came up to me and he said, I just watched that episode, like the first cut of it. And I just wanted to tell you, you did such a terrific job. <laughs> and I said, wow, <laughs> you know, I expect that maybe from one of the writers, you know, 
But um, he said, oh, man, we all watched it. It's so fucking funny because <laughs> like you're, you're like you're just a completely different fog. <laughs> and so um, so yeah. Good. And, and I, I, I believe me, I really touched my heart when he said that, you know, and I, I, I said because I was like, I don't know. I think it's OK. I don't know. It feels OK. I, I just don't know. It was the hardest fog I've done uh, because I had to, you know, remove the 39 timelines. Yes. So to get back, right. Yeah. So to get back to your question. Once the 39 timelines information is, is, is revealed that Fogg's been through this before, you know, but, but uh, Quentin and Alice, no one can remember except Fogg. That took the show in, into another direction, you know, and I think that's when people really were just like, I'm in, I'm into the show now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it, it's interesting that you brought up the Professor Fogg and Kathleen, I think you were going to ask this. Did they tell you at what yeah. point? the time loop actually restarts for you because obviously like you just said professor frog doesn't have all the different time loops in his head i.e did you, you have to restart from birth or did it start when you were yeah 40 year old birth, right? yeah it can't be birth because professor fog would uh, <laughs> <have known. laughs> you, you would have right? um well there's well i have my own um yeah as i do with every um, character. I write my own biography, you know, um, yes. it may, it may alter from the writers and I never tell anyone uh, what I've written, <laughs> but, um, uh, and, and this is just me and I'll go ahead and reveal it here right on your show. Um, Fogg was orphaned. He was an orphaned baby when he was about two or three years old and he was found by someone. And that person was a magician, mm. a woman, uh, and an African woman. And she raised him, you know, um, from a child on up. So he, she was able to see that he had some sort of ability, um, even at such a young, 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 young age, as, as a baby, really. And and she honed this this talent in him, you know. And that's why I, I want to kind of do like you know uh, a YouTube series or something that goes into an origin story for Fog. Oh yeah, because I think be it would awesome. be really, really. I think, and I, I th and I think even for all of the characters as well, I think it would be like really, really cool, you know, really interesting. Kind of like what they're doing with with Vision and Wanda, you know, like it's like it's an yeah. offshoot thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 you know in the Star Wars films that they do, I love so much. Uh, well, not all of them, but um, <laughs> oh, no. like Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's Rogue One. I think is a really good one. But yeah, so like I had this idea of where Fog comes from, and I, I needed to know all that before I did the pilot, you know. So um, I did all of that. Literally, for, literally rolled camera for for all my stuff in the pilot. Um, and so, but I had to start with fog, you know, that we know I had to start with him already having gone through all the timelines right. and, and then if forget about it when we did professor fog, you know, um, and it's just really just, you just sort of compartmentalize it, you know, and, 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 and just not be aware of that. He's already been through, you know, so much, but Professor Fogg happens. If I were to sort of sort of guess, Professor Fogg happens a few years before the dean that we know. Right. <laughs> probably not too long after. Probably right. not too long after. But but um, that, that's a that's a good that's a good question. I'm not sure oh. if I answered the question. But. I love it. Fog spinoff. We'll take any timeline fog. I'll take pre-timeline <laughs> fog. I'll take it all. <laughs> You'll take it all. I, you know, I, Fog got a lot of. I don't know if you, if if you, um, if you guys knew this, but um, after Fog does the what I call the gangster blip, blip in oh Castle Blackspire, yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead or not, but I, I have to, since we're talking about 
yeah. the different timelines. Uh, I remember we were having a, we were prepping for New York Comic Con and we were in New York and they were, they wanted to give us a prep to, for any questions that might come up. I cannot remember which season this was. I think it was after season two. And then we went to New York Comic Con. I just can't, I can't remember. Um, someone came in and tried to prep us. They give us this sort of, you know, they may ask you this. They may ask you that. Like Michelle Obama says in her book, and like she had to learn this word. It's called optics. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like we want it. We want this. And I totally get it. You know, like we want, they want it, The network wanted us to be on our set. Like we right, had to right. know any question that may come up from anyone, we need to know how to, how to have a good viable answer. Yeah. And um, I clearly, I just asked a very, I asked a very honest question, which was, is it possible that someone may ask if, if fog, you know, may be in Fillory at some point, you know, it, it like, you know, and in fact, someone had even asked me that in an interview. And I said, I remember in the interview, I said, I would love if fog was, is in some kind of way would go to Fillory, you know, it would be amazing. So in a way, he really that really did come up uh, because True. he blipped in with, um, uh, gosh, Irene, um, Irene. Irene McAllister. Yep. And yeah. uh, my man, uh, amazing actor. Uh, Ga um, Gavin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gavin. Yes. Gavin. Yeah. Uh, Daniel. I keep thinking Daniel because his, his name is Daniel. Daniel, uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel Neems or Nemes amazing actor from Australia. And um, I thought he was just perfectly cast. You know, Fog blips in with them and then they steal the magic and then blip out, you know? And then- Gangster. <laughs> gangster. And then, and then, but before that, he erases their memories. <laughs> you know? That has yeah. to be the most questionable little saga of Dean Fogg in the entire yeah. series. It's, it's three full seasons of me just being head over heels in love with this guy. And then I'm like, wait, what is he doing with Irene? What's, what's all this business now? Exactly. And, and you bring it back, but there's a couple episodes there. So it's so funny because I got, and I try not to be so married to this, Little motherfucker here, this phone. Um, uh, uh, oh, I don't know. If, yeah, that's that's me and my dog buddy right there. Aww. Uh, he's he's my little he's my little angel in heaven now. But Aww. we we spent we spent five beautiful years in Vancouver together, and I brought him to Magician Set as much as possible. He loved that's it. That's awesome. Oh, and, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Love Very dog that. friendly city, uh, Vancouver, and and you can often bring your dog to work or your cat. Mm. You know, it's really nice. And there's a lot of us in the show had dogs. It was great. So, but um, I got a lot of hate on on yeah. this Instagram that I it's the only thing I use. And I, I had to sort of tune it out because after the after the gangster move, <laughs> I got so much hate from people, you know, yeah. and they're like, I hope I, I can, I'm just going to I often say the word fuck. I hope you guys don't mind. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Right? Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just say it for emphasis because I got a lot of hate on on, on Instagram from people. They were like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You know, like, how could you? Or what the fog? You know? Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, WTF, Perfect. hashtag, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then probably, but the one that I thought was really funny was someone, I have no idea who this person is, wrote, like, either after that episode aired or the following, after the, the following day, that week or something, someone wrote, I hope you fucking die, you drunk addict. <laughs> And I said, okay, now this is this has gone to a whole yeah. different. Oh yeah, there's there's level. some crazy fans. Brutal. See, yeah. it's so interesting because I am known to be loyal to a fault. 
So I, yeah. I trust that it'll come back. I mean, you were good. You're always looking out for the good of magic, whatever it is. Right. I mean, but in that right. scene, I'm more like, fuck you, Alice. Why did you do that? <laughs> like, it's less about you. Alice is the one who gave you a chance to do that. Really. They made everyone defenseless. <laughs> Julia lost her goddess powers. Like it's, right. it's really, if I'm going to hate, which I don't, cause I'm loyal to a fault. I love my girl, Alice forever too. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess some yeah. people are just get really, really, cause exactly. I'm crazy into it. I'm, I have a fillery <laughs> poster on my wall right there. Oh, I, have the, I have the Tada. I have the Tada lights right, right there. From you got the Tada lights. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'll turn did you, it did you, for you in a second. Did you, did you get the, did you, can you show them? Can yeah. you see it from? Yep. Hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kathy, there she goes. my sister. There I she got goes. Her, a magician's <clears throat> blanket for Christmas this year. So oh, nice. Magicians. It's like, yeah. Get, like, they're, it's so great. I can totally see person. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, because I, I wanted some of those too. <laughs> like, <laughs> the marquee um, lights, yeah, they're so nice. <clears throat> They're so they're so cool, and um, I met some. I met a really good group of people here in LA. They they were showing up at the different comic cons. They have access to some of the events, you know that that um, like some of the special events. Um, like when we had our magicians party at San Diego Comic Con, they were there, you know. Oh, so wow. it's some kind of way they they get invited to these events, you know. And what what I what I, I was chatting with them for a while, and and um, they kept inviting me over to have. Um, to, to go to parties that they had designed. So I, I think they're professional designers of, of uh, theme parties and that type of thing. Oh, okay. And they love the magicians. And um, they sent me these pictures they did of, of um, the physical kids cottage and they had a party and they had it, wow. you know, oh. like almost oh, as a dream. Yeah, yeah I was just cool. like, <laughs> What it's, we would do to party in the physical cottage. I know. I know. It's I know. like, it's so, uh, gosh, I, it's, man, iconic. I think Arjun, it's iconic. I think Arjun and I were in there one day and we were just chilling out, you know, we were like, <laughs> man, we could just sleep here tonight, you know, like, it's like, cause it's, it's so comfortable, but you have to understand it's a set, right? It's, you know, but they, that's how well they built it, you know? <laughs> So yeah. Wow, I miss it so much. <laughs> <laughs> we literally yeah, just you no. watched the finale last week. Yeah. So we do a podcast and we do rooks and vets. So we have we did season five and we we wish we could do more, obviously. But mm. we started with season five when it came out on Netflix and we had Brian and Kyle held off for for a full year. A, a year, yeah. Of so they didn't watch it just so that we, me and a couple wow. other hosts, Kathleen could be the veterans, quote unquote, and they were just watching it for the first time and we get their reactions right. on, on the podcast. Wow. So cool. wow. That's a, a big, so cool. I, yeah. I, I admire your your strength to... Right? You know. <laughs> it was the most self-restraint I've showed in years. <laughs> this show, I, I couldn't stop because yeah. especially the cliffhanger after season four, you're like, what is going to happen next? And then we found out that it was the end yeah. end and we were just like, oh my gosh. So... Right. The right. silver lining was though that by yeah. foregoing watching it when it came out, we got to be on every single podcast episode. <laughs> so we were the crucial part of the series. Yeah. And that was nice. That's that's awesome. Um and, and is 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 Benchtown on YouTube? Are you guys do you broadcast your show on YouTube? Not Mm-mm. yet. We haven't done YouTube yet. We're just on all podcast platforms. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was Ooh. it was nice doing the podcast for season five because I always binged it alone, right? I had all the boys to talk to about it. But going mm-hmm. scene or scene by scene, episode by episode, you really deep dive in specifically to fog. That's when you really get into the layers of fog when we're having like in-depth conversations mm-hmm. about it. And when you went into the etheric realm, these boys were missing you big time oh my god it was awesome to, for them to be like are we getting fog 40 back especially right. when oh, fog man. 17 and you were wow. being whacked out and it's like yeah. do, we, oh, do we get our fog back and then you come back with the cat so lit. yes yes so, it was so lit it was yeah um I, uh, <laughs> this is a fun interview man thank you so much we try, I'm like, i can just i can just i can just be my i can just be rick you know oh, and yeah. just, yeah. just do a great yeah yeah right on um i love the cat so much <laughs> well first of all um when jade and i went into the etheric realm I remember, I remember Jade asking me, like we did the, we always, one of the things that I love so much um, about the producers was they, every script that came out, they, they pretty much demanded that all the actors be present, all the guest actors. If they weren't there, they could read from home or their car or wherever they airport, wherever they were. And like, they would patch it in, you know, so we can hear them on audio. Mm-hmm. And we ha- we would have a roundtable reading, you know, every, uh, every week. And I love that so much. I think that really helped gel us together as as a as a, as a group, you know. Um, and the and the the writers loved it, man. And they they really appreciated that we would just do a dry read, you know, because they got a chance to really hear the words for the first yeah. time, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I'm I'm you know in my heart I'm still a stage actor from Chicago. I just never, I just forgot to get my re- return flight back, to, back home. I stayed in LA for 25 years. So like, I love, you know, I love, I love the words, you know, I love to say them. And, and, and from that, they can get an idea. Oh man, maybe it works better if we can add another line or maybe, maybe lose that line, you know, or add, you know, that type of thing. Or, you know, I like to improv sometimes. And um, there's a couple of words that I discovered just organically over the playing Dean Fogg that weren't written. I just did them. And one of them is the word yes. <laughs> you know, yes, Quentin. You know, like I, I just, oh I, you know, I just added that in because I thought it would be great. You know, it, like it, it's it, it it belonged to Fog that he would say yes. God damn. Wow. You know, oh, you know that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And and but you know that sort of develops over living with the material and and sort of walking in the skin of the character and and then. Hopefully you work with writers and producers who give you room, you know, to play a little bit. That, and, and, and they did, you know, sometimes you do a show and they're like, don't add anything. Just do it as it's written literally on the, right. on the page, you know, and that's when I'm like, oh, damn, you know, I, I, I feel like I can't fly, you know. Right. I have um, a quick question. Yeah. How much of Summer's lines, because Margot yeah. has some off the wall <laughs> shit that she spews every single episode. <laughs> how much of that? was summer and how much of that was written for, you know, you know what I, that's an excellent question to be, uh, Brian, sorry. That's an excellent question because, um, I, I honestly don't know. I, Mm -hmm. I think she may have, like, I think all of us added a little bit in there. Um, summer quickly became a fan favorite. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, like it's like, you know, she's just really the boss. You know, yeah. let's just be real, you know, and, and, and unapologetic, unapologetically who she is and strong and, and, and you know, fearless. And um, they really, I think, wrote a, some good stuff for Summer to do. And she delivered, you know, she made yeah. the character really likable and funny, 
and and you know all the all the things that that um, make a character fascinating. And I don't know how much she improv, like you know, sort of yeah, improv on her own. And and um, I I think I think Jason and I improv a bit. You know, I, I mean, I know I did. I think Jason did as well. Gosh, I think Arjun did a little bit as well. <laughs> Um, like we, we just sort of kind of tried to make it our own, I guess. But I mean, they wrote some great stuff for all of us. You didn't have to really improv a lot. I, can, you know? I can't imagine looking down at a paper and seeing some of the lines that you have <laughs> <Yeah>. to read. <laughs> I was going to just give props to the writers because, I mean, it is so amazing, but we talk about a lot, especially on the magicians, the deep bench of how amazing you all are. And I feel like the writing is so good going from whimsical and hilarious to just like intensely sad and devastating. And you guys, right. I and correct me if I'm wrong, but it is how long you've been playing it. And you are fog. Like the, it, it, it might not be the words you're improving, but the way you're delivering the lines. And I think that goes across every single character. They all know the character they're playing so well it's like a part of them yeah. and that's what i love so it's like margo's and and summer's eye she does a lot of like eye acting and alice <laughs> yeah. is very mousy and like certain things that are it's like hail is fucking incredible as elliot you all are can you tell how much i'm geeking uh, out right now <laughs> i want to i want to give you like a magician's present or something i'm looking around my desk do i have anything i can give you that was her obligatory fangirl ring yeah. right there is what we just got yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. thank you so much so that's very super, seriously very very it means I a lot i mean to it me. i you guys mean a lot to me so it's my favorite show uh, i watch every show in the world and this is my by a thousand billion miles is my favorite. <laughs> it's funny when uh, when Kathleen isn't on an episode, that's when we have free reign to actually criticize Margot every now and again. Because <laughs> we know when she's on the episode, we're going to get the blowback. So when mom's not home, we get to criticize uh, Margot. Uh, um, yeah, because you can, you, can, you can say what you want without, without, without and being... And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even if Margo's 100% in the wrong, which happens a few times, not a lot. In defense yeah. of Margo, that's me. He's loyal to a fault. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, it, it's it's really, I mean, gosh, I remember, I think it was season, it was probably season three. I was on a flight going back to Vancouver, or, you know, and on my second margarita or whatever. The flight <laughs> attendant comes up to me. She says, aren't you Dean Fogg? <laughs> I said, yes. She says, you tell Summer that I just love her. I love her. I love her. I tell her like, and I'm I'm thinking like we're we're on we're on takeoff. Okay, I'll tell her. Yeah. Like you know, I'm like she got up out of her seat, you know, as we're on ascent into the air, <laughs> just to tell me that yeah. aren't you aren't you Dean Fogg? So that's that's when I knew the show was really, and a couple other airport run-ins. You know, TSA guys looking at my passport. He looks at me, looks down at my passport stamps it then i start to walk away and, and then he says i love the magicians like <laughs> and and i said and this is in tulsa oklahoma i was visiting my mother you know and i said this show was really catching on you know but uh summer summer really really caught on uh, the, uh, people love margo and um but if you ever meet summer summer's actually pretty quiet she's kind of she's she's super nice she's very very chill but she's kind of reserved Wow. And, um, and 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 so when you see her kind of go off and all out and be balls out Margot, that's not really how summer really is. Like summer is really sort of laid back and chill. You know, she might have a cigarette and, you know, have a couple of whiskeys and, and she, OK, I'm, good night. I'm going home, you know. And I think <laughs> from that, she can sort of become uh, Margot. 
and, and I, I, I've always liked that about uh, uh, about her approach to the job. Something that we yeah. talked about, which was uh, like on the season on the pod, was obviously, unfortunately, Quentin leaves us at the end of season four. And being, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's an episode in the show where there's not really side characters. There's really no such thing as a main character of the magicians. But the show is mostly right. about Quentin's journey. And kind of how season five was going to deal with that hole in the cast. But like right. Kathleen said, the show has such a deep bench that, I mean, it just gave us more Josh. It gave us more Fenn. It gave us more, you know, even more Todd. Yeah. I mean, season five, we got probably the most Todd almost. Yeah. So, we got more Todd Muffin. We also got, um, <laughs> we also got, I mean, one of my favorite characters on The Magicians is Zelda. Yes. Um, mm. I love Zelda. I told Megana, I said, you're easily, you know, easily like probably my favorite character on the show yes. like i just i love zelda so much and i i love i love what mcgaina did you know mcgaina's tall lady and she's yes. very 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 you know you seen her saw her first in spider-man right right yes yeah. right mm-hmm. with, with toby mcguire and I, I remember watching and i said i love this actress you know she's she's really really unique and, and she's really good you know like just something there really really special Years ago, that, that was Spider-Man. And then years later, you know, we're sitting around doing the, the round, table, round table reading, and then she walks into the room. And I'm like, yes. That's so funny. You know, and I, and I kept thinking, I hope she plays Zelda. I really, and then she's reading for Zelda. And she started doing this thing on set where she would walk like this. Yes! yes. I was yeah. just going to ask about yeah. that. We were going to yeah. ask it. Yeah. And I said, and I just said, I have to ask you, you know, how did you come up with with that she says well i wanted her to be like an open book oh wow yeah. you know I love and then that. sometimes sometimes she's closed you know like that and then oh. and then sometimes and then sometimes she's she's open you know and wow. I, I went so cool you know <laughs> and i uh I, I loved her pipe smoking you know and mm-hmm. and um all the scenes that she and fog had I, I thought were written right on you know and and we enjoyed playing the playing them you know we had chemistry yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were good. They were yeah, good yeah, chemistry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, that's something you either have or you don't have, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, this is dovetailing right back to to Jason uh, Quentin, which was when the script came at the end of season four. I thought it was a prank. I didn't really think that he was leaving the show. You mm-hmm. know. In fact, I remember I was back in L.A. I was driving down Sunset Boulevard, and my phone rings through my you know through my phone, and then Bluetooth in my car and I pulled over. Hi, Rick. It's, um, it's the exec producers calling. Uh, they, they all want to talk to you, you know, and I'm thinking, Oh shit, I'm getting ready to lose my job. (laughs) Kill me off. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it wasn't that, um, it was, it was all the exec producers on, on speaker on on the uh, conference call. And, and, um, whenever that happens, it's either great news or bad news, you know, so uh, I was I was prepared for the worst. I was thinking they were either getting ready to tell me they weren't renewing my contract or the show was going to be canceled. Mm. The last the fucking thing, the last fucking that thing that I, that I thought was oh. that Jason was leaving the show. I had not even remotely considered that as a possibility. So I said, are you guys serious? <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah, we're, we're serious. He's, he's, he won't be returning for season five. And I, I was just in my car. I remember I was sitting right across from Kinko's, uh, right next to Kinko's uh, um, and Chipotle, which is right next door. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I just said, I just said, beautiful, sunny day in L.A. And I'm thinking, like, I don't even know what to say, you know, like. And so I said that inner voice in my head says, say something. These are your bosses. 
So I said, you guys tell him that I love him. Tell him I loved every scene we did together. And, and because we had that, that unique thing that you don't learn, don't learn in acting school. We had chemistry, you know, oh. and, 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 and um, they were quiet after I said that, you know, so like they, they knew that it meant something to me, you know, I'm getting emotional now. You're making because Kathleen I think, emotional. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting emotional as well. You know, yeah. I'm just thinking Don't about look at these eyes. <laughs> I mean, watching that scene for the first time, I remember it like sitting in my living room in the dark by myself at like 1 a.m. just sobbing like, oh, my gosh, I oh, can't believe this man. just happened. I want to it's feed on these emotions. Tell, tell yeah. us about the take on me scene and how yeah. was the entire cast just emotionally charged like filming that? What, what was yeah. the vibe? Man, um, it was it was a proper send off. You know, it, it was it was really the brilliant thing about the magicians is that is that John and Sarah with Lev's input as well. It, it, but it was really John and Sarah's show, you know, and Lori's. Um, they wanted it to be so unique that anything could happen. You know, so it, John happens to love Broadway and musicals. I do, too. Uh, as well as most of the cast and producers. So he said, we're going to just throw a musical in, in the middle of the season. Why not? You know, and that's how the whole musical episode started. Yes. You know, you know, it, it wasn't something that was planned. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, like, it just like, okay, episode eight, <clears throat> musical, Taylor Swift, <laughs> let's do it. Yes. You know, and, and, and that's how, it, and then the fans loved it. And then that caught on. But the idea was only do really one a season. But then, for season four, of course, it had to be when, when Quentin died, you know. So we sang Take On Me, and we all had to sing and practice and rehearse in the booth, uh, you know, with a, uh, a real musician and someone who sort of coached us and trained us. Um, there are some real singers in the group, starting first and foremost with Jade, yes. who, can sing, who can sing anything. <laughs> if you four haven't heard Jade range, sing, <laughs> her range is, yeah. is, is, is four octaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like she can, she can blow, you know, as we say from Detroit, you know, I'm from Detroit. She can blow, she yeah. can blow it out. And Jade um, uh, was a true asset to the series. Not only is it, you know, and I always have told her, like, you're just a brilliant act actor. Like you just, you're amazing and you can sing, you know? <laughs> so, um, and a few other people can, can really sing. Hale can sing. Um, I can yeah. sort of get by, but um, we, <laughs> we all, we all sang that song and, it was man, draining, you know, just, just, you know, and you're filming it in, in pieces, but it still knocks you out because you're, you're saying goodbye to a central character, you know, and, um, uh, you know, we built a fire in uh, Stanley Park in Vancouver. And uh, if you've ever been to Vancouver, you know, it's a beautiful park. And, and, and um, I used to take my dog there all the time or often. And um, we, they found a place that would, was perfect. You know, so it, it was really, really intense. And, and uh, you know, we're crying, really crying. You know? mm -hmm. And, and uh, we finished it. And, you know, Jason's last day, you know, we say goodbye. You know, so it was it was very intense. And um, the first cut of the episode, the producers, some of the one of them told me um, I've seen it 15 times now, just the first cut and cry every time, you know. So, yeah. So we knew, we, you know, they, they knew what they were doing, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and uh, I, I oh, man, talk about 
you know, sort of breaking the the rules of the game of making a TV show. <laughs> you know, you, you kill off someone who sort yeah. of appears to be the number one on the call sheet, but not really. Right. And um, as, as Kyle just said, and and um, it, it, it that was their idea the whole time. There's really no one main character, you know. Loved that. Proper send off is the perfect way to say that. And I'll tell you, so when you throw in the paper for Quentin, like as your send off, and it flashes to him in the pilot, it's like signing his name to join break bills. When I watch the right. pilot now, that moment really just stabs me, right? <laughs> oh, man. It's devastating. But I'm it's the way you, you just said this. Yeah. It's the no, way you said stab. It was yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in order to do a musical episode or just a scene like the Les Mis scene or the Shake It Off right. scene, you have oh, to. I love those. I love. I love Shake It Off. By the way, but, so, oh, it's so yeah. good to, <laughs> to pull it off and but it, to also make it like move the plot forward and elevate it even. Like the writers have to fucking nail it, which they do. It has to make sense, and you actually have to have the cast to back it up. And holy shit. Are you guys so good? It's incredible. And I made up my mind. <laughs> Didn't know we needed that bass and all that Josh you're missing in the season three. Episode. Uh, I love that you just said, and I made up my mind. Oh, you know, look at him. Yeah, we he, can blow. he can blow. <laughs> I was doing blow. a poor yeah, man's yeah, yeah. impression. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, man, you guys, I begged. John and Sarah to let me be in, <laughs> in, in one of the musicals. I, said, I remember John, I said, John, can I please be in next season's musical? You know, like I did that starting from season one and after the Taylor Swift episode. And um, he looks at me, he goes, uh, maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah. So that, it, it didn't happen until, you know, um, uh, until Quentin dies. And then, and then, and then, um, Again, when when we when we do um, uh, here I go again. Yeah, oh it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so good when you come in in a full suit in the desert. It's so perfect. It's like, <laughs> you don't. Do- you know what's so funny about it is, um, I was asking John. I said, I said, what makes this so funny? I, he says because it's so incongruous. Like you just don't expect to see four. <laughs> <laughs> In full Dean, you know, three-piece suit, you know, out in the desert singing, you know, it's just, it, and it, it, it's, it's sort of a fresh surprise, you know, and I loved it. I, it was just a line that I had, but I, man, I enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> and then you guys walk around Margot while she's getting the sand. Like, it's such a funny scene. I remember, I feel like I said this to you boys that I had watched it recently. Here I go again. And she's digging in the sand, looking for the black sand. And you guys are literally just crouching around her while singing and i'm like this must have been so goofy and funny to shoot like out of control it was hail is just serving absolute just goodness oh it's so good it was it it. was it was really fun and i got a really couple of cool pictures of me and hail and trevor we look like this 80s boy 80s boys band you know we're just kind of (laughs) just you know and you know just kind of like you know and, and like we just clowned around and um uh there's a lot of room for that but but we were also very, very focused, you know, mm-hmm. it just, just, you know what I mean? Like when it was time to work, we were on it, you know, and, and because a lot riding on the quality of each episode and um, you know, this industry now, man, it's like, you know, not to age myself, but I remember when I first came to LA, like 25 years ago, you know, you'd get on a TV show and, you know, it may last um, for a couple of years, you know, and, and, it, and it may go for 22, 24 episodes, you know, now everything's shifted 
because of the internet and because of streaming, you may get on a show, but it may just go maybe three seasons, maybe, and if you're lucky, three seasons, if, but if you're really lucky, it'll maybe go to five seasons and it'll be maybe 12, 13 episodes, you know? And, and even now with like, for example, WandaVision, mm-hmm. they're just limited series, you know? Right. Yeah. So, you know, you know, because people can just easily flip the channel. Uh, I don't think I'll try that or I'll try that or I'll try mm-hmm. that. So, you know, you have to create something that is so high quality and, and really grabs people, you know, and, and it's that you are immensely proud of too, you know? So uh, I think magicians hit all the, ch- all the different boxes required to make a, a TV show. <laughs> 100%. And believe me, man, it, man, after every season, I'd be like this, I'm gone. I'm in Mexico for like a month, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm gone. I'm out, I'm out <laughs> you know? because it's, it's exhausting. And that's where you, that's where I like to be. That means that I I put everything I I could you know into it. You know, we never had actors who just didn't show up to work or were three hours late. I've been on shows like that, yeah. and these folks are making a ridiculous amount of money, and they just sort of piss on it. You know, we we, we weren't like that at all. Like we and you could tell. were there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we cared, we cared. You know, mm-hmm. and we have an integrity <laughs> that we carry with with us that translates through the show. So. Um, that's that's the kind of show I want to work on, you know, and and um, so if I'm lucky, that'll happen again. There's never going to be another magician. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this show was one of a kind. Um, How often did did a take get screwed up because of the actual hand motions of the uh, mm. spell? You mean doing the spells? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and can you do the Rhinum and Ultra really quick for us? <laughs> well, I can do. I, I can do my best. Um, let me. I'm just trying to remember it. Let's see. It starts here. Let's see. Boom, 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 boom. Oh my God! I'm obsessed boom, with this. Boom. Two, yes. Yeah. Three. For everyone listening, he's killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to get a YouTube channel just yeah. for this. He just that killed the beast. Awesome. The beast yep. is dead. He just killed it. Yeah. How could you? You know, it's such a cool name, the Rhinoman Ultra. You right. know, it just sounds badass. You know, yeah. um, we had so much fun with the tubbing, mm-hmm. and I remember Sarah, Sarah uh, sending us videotapes of, of of these these guys and gals who were sort of dancing with their fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like break dancing, but they were doing it with their their hands, you know, and I, you can see it on YouTube. I was astounded. I had never seen anything like that before in my life. And she said, this is the direction we want to go for, for casting spells. And, and I was just like, like this, wow. <laughs> so they hired um, two choreographers who were able to do these, you know, this, this finger tutting, you know, and um, uh, Kevin Lee was our main guy. He was on set. He's from China. Um, he has dreadlocks down to here. Um, nice. he's the coolest dude that you ever want to meet. And he was a dance student at, um, University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Mm. They found him. And, um, I don't know how they found him, but they found him. He came to set this guy's hands. Like my hands are, I'm about six foot three. This guy's hands are like this longer, much longer than my hands. Wow. You know, like, like he is like, he was just born for it, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You know, and like when he he would come on set and I said, he say, OK, um, so we're going to do the Rhineman Ultra. We're going to do this. And then and it goes like this. And he would just do it so fast, you know, and, and so precise that it looked like his hands were independent of his body. You, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was like, how the fuck does he do, like, how does he do that? You know, 
And um, he was our main guy. And he would record it at home. And then he would send us the Dropbox file um, to our emails and so we can study it, you know. And then we came to set and the director says, you, you know how to do the Tottenham? I'm like, yeah, I think so. You know, and then you know, hours, but I got it. Just, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, like all of us always had our phone nearby. I personally don't like to carry it on set. I think it's, I, don't, I just don't think Fog would have a smartphone. So, <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's too personal for me and I want it independent of the character. So, but I would have it nearby and I would grab it and then I would study the file again. Okay. Okay. I think that's it. Okay. And then, okay. And action, you know, but then Kevin, when he wasn't at, at school, he would be on set, you know, and poor guy, I, you know, I, I just hope they paid him what he's <laughs> worth, you know, cause he busted his butt, you know, and he was in school. So um, he came by set when he could and, and which some kind of way he worked it out. And maybe it was an independent study he did with the school or something, which I think would be a really, really cool idea, but I hope they paid him what he was worth. And he taught us everything that we needed to know, all of it, Reinemann Ultra, everything. Um, Paul Becker is the other guy, and he was good. he was there, but he was kind of more of a coordinator. And I didn't see him after a while. I mean, he was there sort of season one, I think, and two. But then Kevin just took over and became our spellmaster. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly, yeah. master. And then they put him in the episode. And called him mm. Professor Lee because his name's Kevin Lee. So they called him uh, Professor Lee. And then Fogg has a really cool scene where we're all trying to um, do the same spell at the same time. Let's try to remember it. It's um, cooperative. Yeah. You remember that one? And like we do this and then we go like this, boom, boom. And then we put the hands back together like oh, that. It's so impressive. And then, <laughs> and then yeah. everyone, well, that's a, I'm doing a piss poor job of doing it, but we don't, <laughs> like we were all doing it at the same time. And then Kevin Professor Lee is in the scene with Fog, you know, and and I just love that because I was yeah. like, yes, yeah. The cooperative <laughs> had to have been the hardest because not only do you have to remember exactly what you're doing, but you have to make sure everyone's doing it at exactly the same time. And same time. If someone messes up, it's obvious and it's noticeable. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like it has to be, you know, complex enough, but also sort of easy enough to do. And even our director tried to do it. He was like, I, man. Can't do it, you know. Like, you guys, you guys are just gonna have to just do it. Yeah. So. Well, it really does add a layer of complexity to to what you guys are doing. It's so impressive. We love it. We. Love it's really it. really nice. Um. Uh. I think one of my favorite spells is is the one Zelda does. I think it's called the something freeze. Um. She does. Finale? It's so simple. Say it again. In the finale, in the series finale. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like she does the, She does the freeze. Like she, she has her hands like this and then she goes, boom, boom, boom. Like it's just yep. a snap. Mm-hmm. And then like this protective ice shield, you know, goes around the whole, you know, a building in the campus. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, it was so simple, but it would, it's so, it only, it only makes sense if Zelda does it. It mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense if Fog did it right. or Alice or, you know, Julia, like it has to be, uh, specific for that character and I remember Kevin telling me he said um, because you're the dean you, you're the most powerful kind of like a Jedi like you have most power most the most ability so you don't have to do a whole lot you know same thing with Zelda she doesn't have to do a whole bunch of you know she just has to just do one or two things and with Fog it's the same thing you know it's just he just he just needs he can he just needs to go 
you know, Your like that. And then, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites is when you're infiltrating the library and just kind of like moving the librarians like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? We had these yeah. cute little cute little puppies in that scene. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna <laughs> yeah, say yeah. that's it. <laughs> That's like one of the parts um, where the uniqueness of Fog shines because his magical yeah. suit is so cool because no one else has a fucking magical suit. Of course, only exactly. yeah, the custom tailored. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And also, I mean, yeah. I'm going to ask Thank about you. this. Uh-huh. How about the, the ties? Was that all you tying the ties that way? Um, that was our costume designer, Magali. Um, and she said, she told me, she said, we're going to make you the, the best dressed character on TV. And I said, I said, how? Because anybody can buy a Hugo Boss suit, you know, any, any network can, you know what I mean? They can make any one of us look great. She says, it's, it will be in the details. And I said, Mm -hmm. okay. She said, we're going to tie your tie. Unlike anyone else on TV. And I said, okay. So she showed me pictures of, of the different knots, you know, and then she uh, showed me a couple of YouTube videos of of people doing these different knots. And she said, we're going to go in that direction. I said, cool. Um, for season one, we had someone, Shelly is her name, Canadian, uh, uh, wardrobe designer. She was tying my ties for me every day. And I kept telling her every day, I'm going to learn how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> You're too busy learning the tutting. You can't learn the tie. Exactly. Exactly. Right. 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 You know, you, you can only do so much. Right. You know? Right. And, uh, uh, by the beginning of season two, I learned how to do them. So from, from there on, I did all my own knots, you know, wow. and I even learned a couple of new ones and then I just put it in, into the show, you know, That's and I did one really cool one uh, where it looks like a, like a pinwheel, you know, it looks like a, like a, like in a circus mm-hmm. and there's like a little, like a little space in the center where you can put like a, like a penny or like a little button a and, penny. Um, it's, it's like a penny, right? And um uh love that actor by the way. Um Hyman. Hyman. Hyman's actor. Yeah. Yes, love him. Yeah. Absolutely love him. Yeah. <laughs> just, if there's anyone who's to play, if there's ever a biopic done of Jimmy Stewart, I think he should be the one. Um <laughs> he is a man. great actor. Mm-hmm. fabulous actor and and he 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 just when you're standing next to him i'm like i remember telling him i said man you, you remind me of jimmy stewart so much. you know you just gosh <laughs> you know and he and his, his his wife were just so they're so sweet so nice um but uh i so i i just started playing around you know and then you know because i'm like this i'm i'll I'm, i will do it until someone says don't do it you know mm-hmm. i like and that. um and the, yeah and the producer said it's good yeah keep it you know, just, you know, as long as, as long as it fits, just, just do it. So, um, sometimes I'll go out to dinner or if I'm on a date with somebody, I'll do the Eldridge knot, you know, which is the classic, <laughs> you know, fog knot. <laughs> and, um, out. yeah, it's different, you know, just stepping yeah. out and put a little magic in the, in the evening, you know, <laughs> and I'm hoping it's funny. I'm, I'm hoping someone says, Hey, I like that. Or How'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> no one sometimes has said it yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes people say, I, that's really cool. What is that? You know? Yeah. Um, but what I'm really hoping is that is that my date will really notice. You know? <laughs> yeah. Sadly, most often they don't. So. <laughs> well, that's when you know. That'll be right. that's, that's like when you know. Of, yeah, yeah, that's gets your bye bye. test right there. Right, oh, right. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Did they let you keep any of those suits? None. Uh, <laughs> you gotta walk no. off the lot in one. Yeah. Walk off the lot. I I I, I, I 
Yeah, I know, man. Um, I think I even asked. I think I even asked Magali if I could wear one to to one to San Diego Comic Con, and she said, she said, ah, man, like the the suit is like you know it's two thousand dollars suit. It's insured. Like she says, probably not a good idea. She says. You're making enough money. Go buy a suit. So, <laughs> so, so I was like, you know, she's right. So I went and bought a suit. And um, uh, I, I I love the uh, the shoes that Fog wears as well. And one thing that no one sees on at home is is his socks. He's got some really cool socks. Um, sometimes you can get a glimpse of them, like mm-hmm. they're you know they're just far out. They're called statement socks. Like they're 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 just unique. We saw and, the ethereal uh, realm when you were missing one. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> were you able to keep any mementos or anything after the show was over? Anything from on set or anything from Fog? Um, I do have a, um, I do have a Dewey coin. Oh, that's yes. awesome. great. That's yeah. so yeah, uh, I have one. Um, do they and, know you uh, have a Dewey coin. <laughs> yeah. They don't. Are you getting it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll That's very that. fog of you. We'll they, don't, they may know now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it matters now. But I was, I was given. I was. I'll just put it this way. I was given one, and and when this person, when he gave me the the coin, he did this. He goes, "Shh, <laughs> oh, don't tell anybody." And I said. Yeah. And I have it. I have it on my desk. So um, I uh, I went and bought some. Um, a lot of the producers like like uh, uh, Dean Fogg when he was, you know, drinking, and um, or, or as Sarah Gamble calls him, drunk fog. And um, I uh, I went and bought some shades that sort of looked like Dean Fogg's shades. And um, I sometimes wear. I actually wear them today. And you know, I, I, the thing is, is like they, they had so many unique pieces on set. You, you just, mm. man, I don't, I don't even think I saw fifty percent of everything that was there, because they had so, so much there. You know, right. there's awards and and diplomas from Spain, Spain School of Magic, uh, France wow. School of Magic. Uh, like they're all around Fogg's office. There's all these little things that you can't really see on TV. Like you have to be close, close close up on the camera to see them. There's all this stuff on his desk. And whenever we would have press come in, um, I, I, I always loved it if we could do the interview in, the, in Fogg's office or the, or, or, the <laughs> cottage, or the physical kid's cottage because it's fun, you know? Yeah. And um, we did an interview once and I asked the journalist, I said, go ahead and you can sit in Fogg's seat and I'll, I'll sit on the other side of the table. And she was like, are you serious? And I, said, <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> and she loved it because she, she could really, for the first time, see the desk. And right. see all the stuff, you know. And she was like, "This is wow," you know. So yeah, <laughs> I love that attention to detail. Speaking of the Dewey coin, one yeah. of my favorite details of the show, which I actually didn't catch until my re my first rewatch, is in season four when mm. Quentin is playing push for a Dewey coin, and he yeah. takes all the ambient magic out of the room, and he pulls the queen from wherever he had it on his body, and it's Alice on mm. on the queen, and I on thought that queen. was the coolest thing <laughs> I had ever seen. I was like, I need that. How do I get that? But I can't find it anywhere. Just Etsy shop or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. But there, there's so cool. there's a lot of cool stuff. You gotta. I'm sure you can find something. 
Well, I'm gonna Online, now. Yeah. yeah, now there's a million things I'm gonna look for in a rewatch, like like the knots, Professor Lee, Zelda's hands, whether she's open or closed. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. This is good for a rewatch. And this is what your your eighth rewatch through of the series. <laughs> you know it. Love it. It's my it's my comfort show. Um, <laughs> man, it's you know it's it's the it's a show that you know I mean right now you know I think especially with you know with the pandemic. I just got my first coronavirus shot yesterday and um, I, I, I feel great. I, I've had no, and they say the second one's a little tougher, but mm-hmm. um, just my shoulders a little sore. But other than that, I feel fine. You know, I've been drinking wine and, you know, yeah. doing my thing, you know, but today has been sort of a busy day, which I love. Um, but I haven't been back on set since before the pandemic. And the last thing I did was I did a, um, the Cartoon Network, does a show called the fungies or the fun, the fungi or something, the fungies. And I, I was the voice of this ancient fungi. <laughs> and and it, it was, it was really, it was really fun. Cause I love kids and, you know, puppies and, and, and it was, it was really fun gig. And I, I did it in London actually. And I was there visiting my brother and, and, and his wife and they live and work there. And long story short, and my nephew, my youngest nephew, they all live and work there. Long story short, uh, I was in London, literally two weeks before the pandemic, you know, hit and all the flights were being, you can feel this palpable fear in the air and all the flights were being canceled by the hour, you know, and then by the minute. And I, and I, I kept thinking, maybe I should try to get back to LA because this is serious and I couldn't get home. So I ended up staying in London for, you know, two months, two and a half months. And I didn't see my brother. Um, I just locked down in this um, like bed and breakfast place and for two and a half months. And, you know, I went out and go running in the morning and, and, and watch TV. And I read a lot of books, which is which is great. But, man, I was losing my mind. And um, after George Floyd's uh, murder, um, I was I saw it on Tuesday morning on the TV because of the time difference. And when I saw this horrible, this disgusting, you know, one of the most evil things I've seen in my life, you know, if not the most evil thing I've seen in my life, um, I, I said, I got to get home, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I just pulled out my phone and and I look, pulled up my Expedia app and I I bought a flight. I didn't even know if it was going to be canceled or not or anything. Finally got home after three international uh, airports. I flew London to Dublin, uh, Dublin to Boston, Boston to Seattle, Seattle back to L.A. Wow. And I landed at LAX and uh, I started tearing up because I was happy to be back. Mm-hmm. But the pandemic was still raging here, even though things at that time were opening up in the UK. You know, now this seems like they're, they're closing again. But long story short, last year was, you know, for all of us, uh, I'm sure I can say, was, you know, an outrageously difficult year. And it gave me a lot of time to think about what direction I want my career to, to go at, you know, from this point on and at my age. And I, I said, I, I remember thinking that I love the magicians so much and also love the man in the high castle, which I worked on as well um, uh, at the same time as, as the magicians. And I don't know what the next year was going to bring for me, but I want it to be as good as, yeah. the, as the magicians, you know, um, and, and the man in the high castle. It's got to be on that level. Well, whatever it is, we'll be following. Yeah. Well, I, I well, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, um, that, you know, that, that something good comes out. You have to, you know, still take care of yourself and all that, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes you take a job cause you need to, you just have to, you know, and, um, I, I want to be able to, to continue on something that, that resonates with people, um, 
the, the way that these shows did, you know, and, and uh, just a couple of days ago, someone said, I love the magicians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, man, you know, you know, and that, that means a lot to me, you know, it, 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 it truly does. And, and um, it's in God's hands, but I'm, I'm hoping that something really, really great will come, you know? <laughs> so. What is your like dream role? What is one, like, I mean, you just said you read a lot of books, but one mm-hmm. character that you would just absolutely love to play. Nick Fury. Ooh, that's a good yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been thinking, I've been sort of, um, uh, I'm looking over at my Marvel uh, encyclopedia. It's like this thick. <laughs> it's right over there. I'm not going to reach over and grab it, but it's, it's <laughs> on the other side of the desk. But I think we actually have the same one here. We have. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's got to yep. be the one Luke has. Yep. Marvel encyclopedia. Yeah. It's like, it's so, it's it's like a massive heavy book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and, so, and, and um, I, the first thing I flipped to was Nick Fury, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm obsessed with where, where where superheroes start, like the the whole hero's journey, right? And all the all the stuff that Joseph Campbell talks about. I'm I'm just obsessed with it, and it's something about the spiritual journey of a of a, of a hero, you know, that 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 it, it it moves me, you know, puts chills in my arms and makes me cry. And um, I think Nick Fury is a character that, if done the right way, um. No disrespect to Mr. Jackson, but I don't think it's totally his fault, to be honest with you, but I don't think we've really seen what Nick Fury can do. Mm-hmm. You know? He's pretty badass. Oh, hell, hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 So that's that's on my that's the first thing I thought of when you said that. So. Oh my well, god. We could talk to you forever. This is we don't yeah. want to you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Brian, you, you have some rapid fires though, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah. I do have some rapid fires. I got <laughs> rapid like, fires. Nine quit. Yeah, we like to ask. Okay, I got I need more coffee. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> my friend just bought this for me for my birthday. Ooh, nice. It's a French press coffee thing. Mm-hmm. And you guys oh, should yeah. have seen me when I got this thing. I was like, where do I plug it in? Like I don't <laughs> <laughs> you know, dumb. <laughs> She, and I was like, "Oh, I think I know how to do this." And then she texted me the instructions, mm-hmm. and and I and, and now like I'm I'm very I'm very proud of Rick is very proud of himself because <laughs> he learned something new. And I went to Starbucks this morning and I bought so so it felt so great. I went and bought some ground coffee, and that's yeah. what I'm drinking right now. And I was like, wow. "Yes, I love it." So, that's yeah. some adult shit right there. That's it's like- some adult <laughs> shit all the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which this actually reminds me of. Um, there's a great, there's a great scene. I have no idea what what episode. Uh, Todd and Julia are in. Uh, they're at a party, and then Todd's drinking, and then Julia says, "Is that good? Uh, can I ha- can I have one?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like Todd does this magical tut where. Oh yes. It magically fills up with tequila. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever they're drinking. Mm. And I said, wouldn't that be amazing if we can really do that? Like with coffee or water or whatever it is you want to drink. So. Mm-hmm. I think we all agreed the best little like quirky spell in the magician's thing has got to be Elliot's never ending liquor flask. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that has got to be one of the most useful things just it, always it, carried around here. It, it's amazing. Like, it's, it's, it's truly amazing. <laughs> so um, what, the rapid fire, what is it? So these are rapid fire... Um, uh, honestly, yeah, the no theme idea. is more, the theme is usually just like get to know you. Like the first one is cats or dogs. Okay. Dogs. Yeah, obviously. Oh. Okay. So there's number one. Ooh, we got a big dog in the house. 
dogs, uh, particularly, I particularly love large, like dogs. Yeah, like, you know, Labradors, <laughs> like big like dogs. dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs, D-A-W-G. Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> uh, number two, this is a good one. You want to play Nick Fury. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> rapid rapid fire Big one. Uh, uh, the first thing that came to my mind was my my child childhood love which is spider-man can't but, go wrong with spider-man can't go wrong with spider-man but um how could you not love how could you not love this guy oh, hey. uh, Panther. <laughs> yeah. of course that's a nice figure that's a really isn't that cool figure. my my friend sent this to me for christmas and um, I just totally nerded out, you know. Um, you have some good friends; they get you good gifts. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I think I need to be a better friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need to buy them something. But, but you know, I I love like when I go to Comic Con. This is something that I really hope that Hale and 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 Olivia and and, and Stella, um, Jade and and um, Trevor and Brittany and and Arjun and Summer. I hope this is something I really hope uh, and Jason. This is something I really hope they understand. I know that Mark Magana understands this. Not everyone gets to, to invited to New York Comic Con. Not everyone gets invited to San Diego. Not everyone gets invited to, to any of them. It takes a while to get there. I know because I started at a tiny little college in Long Island with a little placard saying Rick Worthy and <laughs> was hoping somebody would come by at my <laughs> table, you know, which I was sharing with four other people. So to get to that con you know and especially if, you, if you're like me and you love comic-con life and comic cons it's an achievement <laughs> you know it's a milestone and um i may not get back invited to san diego for the next five years you know um uh, or i may get invited next year like you just don't know you know so one thing i always do is i take the time to uh, like they always try to fly you back on the sunday night or early monday morning and i'm like look um give me a day on to myself I'll, I'll or i'll just say look you don't need to i got it you know um because i take that extra time and i walk around and and enjoy it and one of the things i love to do is i love to look at these these figurines and and, and i'll buy t-shirts and bruce lee stuff and whatever that i you know that i want because <laughs> you know? i'm a, i'm a nerd yeah i mean honestly yeah <laughs> that's like yeah. that certain level you got to get to where you got to rep the gear yeah. you got to have this stuff in your house too absolutely yeah. I mean, my whole apartment is Dragon Ball Z posters. I got <laughs> you know, flags. I got Simpsons cardboard cutouts and stuff. That's so cool. Uh, it's you know, it's, it's a similar thing with the tie of like you go out wearing yeah. the stuff and it's like when someone comes up to you and compliments you on it, it's like, OK, that, there's your litmus test. Like, I like this guy. There's your litmus. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the real. I, I know when I'm with my tribe of people when exactly I can just be myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. No, um, Next question, right? No, rapid fire is always in quotes. We like when they, they kind of yeah. spawn their own questions. But we are oh, okay. number three here. Number three, what is your nerdiest hobby? Gosh, that's a good question. <laughs> My nerdiest hobby. Probably, gosh, let me see. My nerdiest hobby. Uh, it would have to be going to cons. But then I would also add, and um, I probably do way too much binge watching of sci-fi stuff so hey man you're i just, at the right I just place. Yeah. right yeah well I just, have you guys seen Zack snyder's justice league not yet i haven't we, gotten I, a chance yeah we we've been waiting for it and we're ready i'm i've been trying to get four hours to sit and be able That's to watch it <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to do it yeah. so i need i need that four hours <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh 
It's excellent. Wow. That's nice. good. That's validating. Yeah. That's excellent. I couldn't believe what I, I was like. This is a whole different movie, you know. And, and, and were and you? Why, did, why didn't they do this before? You know. Yeah. So um, I would love to know, uh, uh, Jim, what you, what all of you think of it when you get when you get around to watching. When you have oh, four hours course. to sit down we'll and watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on. So number four, we got, what is your favorite food? Paella. Ooh, good Paella. choice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do what if 4B. So you said you're from Chicago. If I was I'm going originally to from Chicago. De- I'm originally from Detroit, but okay, I lived Detroit. in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So if I was going to Detroit and I was only there for a day, what is one place I would have to go eat? Um, Lafayette, Coney Island. <laughs> Write okay. that down. Good to know. Yeah. It's been there for 75 years or something. It's, it's just, you know, it's just hot dogs with, you know, chili cheese on chili and cheese on top and onions. And it's just, just perfect. Now that you're saying this, I might have seen Guy Fieri go there on Diners Drive. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Diners, drive-ins and dives. Guy yeah, Fieri, yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, you want to talk yeah. about a comfort <laughs> show. Yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's a, that's a good spot. I would say definitely Lafayette Coney Island um yeah that's my that's my that's what i would pick first i think yeah good answer good answer so yeah. number five we have a fog themed one what is your yeah. liquor of choice <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question out of the i don't know how many interviews i've done i humbly say since 2015 that's no one's ever asked me that so Whoa, <laughs> that's really? a good question there we <laughs> yeah. go yeah, but yeah yeah usually it's plot story you know that's yeah. mm-hmm. uh behind the scenes um it would have to be isabella islay's single malt <laughs> scotch and if you <laughs> kyle kyle you know what i'm talking about yeah. if you look this up there's a story behind this because I, I remember first of all how could you not like saying isabella Islay's single malt Ooh. god damn it it's delicious if you, if, um, killing me right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> isabella, <laughs> isabella Islay's single malt when i read it i said is that real so i looked it up on google it is it costs seven million dollars a bottle yeah so Fog i think really has it like that <laughs> yeah. Well, he can magically yeah, make it happen. That's a good really point, yeah. Like yeah. That, you know, yeah. Fog might not have any money. You know? He right. just may be able to make things happen. But um, he maybe have some money. But um, I asked John McNamara. I said, I, I remember looking that up online. And um, what makes it so expensive is that if you get the, I think, the premium one, it's the, the, the decanter uh, is, is laced in diamonds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you're talking about just, la- you know, just yeah. decadent. That's what, almost when you feel like we have too much money. Yeah. yeah. We get, we, we're bored. Yeah. We too much, <laughs> yeah you know, exactly. let's buy one of those, you know, you know, a couple of those or something. And um, uh, so it's, 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 it's good. You know, it's, it's good scotch, but it's the bottle that, that right, costs yeah. the $7 million. Yeah. So I, I emailed John McNamara. John hey. lives in this gorgeous house up in Hollywood Hills, you know, and I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe John can't afford it. So I, so I said, John, would you happen to really have a bottle of Isabella Islay's single malt? And he says, he says, I don't, my friend, he said, he said, but he said, if, and when I do, uh, you know, we'll share a bottle. So yeah. uh, I thought it was really, really funny. 
That's perfect. I just go I just go down to the local, you know, Bevmo and buy my my whatever I'm drinking. So. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I was gonna crazy. say I'm drinking a, out of a twenty dollar bottle of whiskey yeah. right now. That's, it's that's cheap what as fuck. I'm talking about yeah, you know, yeah. I, I do a twenty dollar bottle of red wine and I'm quite happy. So yeah, <laughs> what did Pete get busted for in the heist scene? The ten buck Chuck whiskey. Yeah, yeah. two yeah. buck Chuck. Out of that. <laughs> ten buck Chuck. Two perfect. Exactly. Yeah. All right, moving on. Question number six: What is a guilty pleasure of yours, or what is your guilty pleasure? Gosh, uh, that's a great question, man. Guilty pleasure. I always think of food or something. Um, let's get let's go let's come back to that. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah. hopefully an easy one. Who was your favorite actor? My favorite actor, Charles Lawton. Um, if you don't know who Charles Lawton is, um, he, he was just a wonderful British actor. Who my favorite actors are always character actors, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love leading men, leading ladies as well. Um, I, I, you know, I, 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 I really, really like Ben Affleck and, and, and Tom Cruise and Will Smith. Like, you know, these, these guys, they, they're the banner of movies, you know, uh, yeah. often, but it's the character actors that, that, I, that I like the most. And Charles Lawton, um, if you haven't seen his work, um, there's an amazing film. Um, he's done a lot of films, but, um, there's an amazing film that he, that he did in 1948, I believe with Ray Milland and it's called the big clock classic film noir and and he's just electric you know like he's he's not the you know he's not clark gable handsome you know he's just a fabulous actor you know and and um uh this when i saw him in this film i said man he's so fucking good (laughs) and 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 it 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 inspired me you know like uh, as a younger actor and i said I, i would like to to, to approach where he is, you know, if, if not be where he, where he is. Um, and I don't know, I don't think he ever achieved, um, he, he, he achieved a level, certainly level of global, global, uh, respect, but you know, he, you know, he, he didn't, you know, skyrocket, you know, like, like mm-hmm. the movie stars of, of that time, but he was pivotal to, you know, a movie success, you know, Charles Lawton's in the film is going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Charles if he has any influence on on you and your acting, then we fucking oh, yeah. love the guy. <laughs> love the guy. <laughs> Big clock. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan also of, of do you remember James Garner? Mm-mm. James Garner. Uh, James Garner. Um, well, he did a lot of TV. Um, he did a TV series back in the 60s. Um, I believe Maverick was, was, was what it's called. He did a lot of Westerns. But he's from Tulsa, where my mom is from, and um, he did it. He was hot in the 1980s, particularly because he he played um, Jim Rockford, James Rockford of the Rockford Files. And um, uh, I, I was a kid. I watched it. You know, we loved the Rockford Files. He was just cool. You know, he was this sort of fish out of water cowboy who drives to L.A. and becomes a detective. You know, he always had his cowboy hat on, you know, and yeah. one of my first jobs in L.A., God, 25 years ago was I was cop number one or cop number two in in a movie of the week, um, the Rockford Files. You know, they were they were redoing them again. And I was like, I'm, I'm getting ready to work with James Garner. Like, I couldn't believe it. You know? yeah. He was so nice. He was just so nice. I mean, he's he's gone now. But um, classic American movie star. You know, he would just sit in his chair. He had like a chair like I'm sitting in, in this chair, but his his set chair was made out of leather. 
you know, and they had Jay, <laughs> like it had like, it looked like, a, yeah, it was so boss. It like had like a, um, it was like a, like a, looked like a saddle on a horse and it had JG engraved on the side of it, you know? And I'm like, he's been using this chair since the beginning of his career, you know, like it's his yeah. chair. And he would sit around and, you know, smoke and he said, Hey, you want one? And so at the, I said, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. How could you say you gotta, no to you that? You say no, you know, the, right, yeah, you know the, an idol of mine, you know. Right. And um, he, he, we worked together and I was just there for a day, you know, They, but they liked me a lot. And, and I, I think he liked me a lot. And they brought me back to do another one. And and I played this office, this this cop, you know, and he came up to me. I'll never forget what he said. He said, he said, man, if I was ever doing a, a TV show about cops, I cast you in a minute. You know, and I was like, wow, man, thank you. You know, <laughs> so it really touched me, you know, and um, I worked with other, you know, bona fide movie stars, Schwarzenegger and Sandra Bullock and, you know, a couple other people. And there's something about about Jim Garner. He was just so down to earth, you know, like he, he was just just happy to be there and, 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 and knew who he was as a movie star. But he didn't carry that with him, you know. Sounds yeah. like you. That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> we love I wish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. And it must feel amazing just to have that validation. Yeah, um, if he's a oh, hero yeah. of yours and just to find For out sure. that he's a nice guy behind the acting and behind, just yeah. be totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 Experiencing yeah. it right now as we speak. So with <laughs> well, you, that is. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving on, uh, what is a binge worthy TV recommendation that you have for us? Outlander. I just like it. OK. Nice. My sure. sister loves that show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just yeah. like it is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I just like it. <laughs> like, yeah. your sister yeah, it's, 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 it's just three words i like it you know that's yeah. the review yeah um uh, jim you said your sister watches it no nah, i said that, yeah. No, no, yeah, oh. oh yeah oh, we yeah. are brother and sister by yeah, the way Kathleen me and jimmy my sister yeah. oh, oh you guys are related yes. yeah yeah okay who's who's younger and who's older i'm younger i'm, I'm older yeah. oh, okay <laughs> cool man that's cool wow thanks and 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 kyle kyle what who said so I my sister, my sister Kelly is a big fan. And also, okay. actually, this is funny. My aunt, my aunt uh, Debbie is a huge fan, like fanatic, got my sister into the show. And her and yeah. her friend went to Scotland and brought mm. a cardboard cutout of what's Jamie, Jamie Foster yeah. or whatever yeah. his name is. And they yeah. brought him on like Outlander tours <laughs> and they had like their whole like RV bus of people that were on the tours. They obviously just met that day. And they were all wow. taking him around, taking pictures at the different set sites. <laughs> afterwards, they all autographed it, like for my aunt. So my aunt has that. It's really funny. Oh, that's funny. I didn't that's a that. that's an amazing that's an amazing fan story. You know, and yeah. I've heard people over the years. Man, we just went to where they shoot Game of Thrones, or you know, we did we did that. We went to we went to Iceland. Yeah, you guys did that. Iceland. All yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that actually, is the reason we have the podcast is we yep. went to Iceland yeah. together and we're like, fuck it, let's do a podcast. That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. I, I, man, because um, I think we were meant to have this 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 meet, all of us, because um, if there weren't a pandemic, I would be in Iceland for my birthday. That wow. was my plan. Wow. Yeah. That was my plan like maybe a little over a year ago. I said, I, I've been thinking about it. I think that's where, where, where I want to go. You know, I've been to Europe. I love Europe. Excuse me. I love Europe, South America, Mexico. Like, I've, but I haven't been to Iceland. Oh, and one of my one of my beautiful. best friends, yeah. she said, "You gotta go." 
So um, she went, I think two years ago, she said, I saw her pictures on Instagram. I was like, Oh my God, I gotta go. So it was all of you went. We yeah, all went. it was incredible. It was daylight almost the whole time. There's only mm-hmm. like two hours yeah. of darkness and it still barely ever got there. We were out wow. 3 a.m. It was like daylight. It was crazy. It was yeah. so and, fun. And, and, and it, it's a, you fly, uh, is it, is it, I'm going to make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. Is it Reykjavik? Reykjavik. 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 No, nah, it's Reykjavik. Reykjavik. You said yeah, it with confidence, right. but I don't know if you said it right. <laughs> <laughs> you did say it with confidence. <laughs> and it's, um, it's, it's what, maybe five hours from New York or something? Wasn't yep. that long, yeah. yeah for us, we flew out of long. maybe like Newark or Philly, and it might have been like Newark. six and a half. Right. Yeah, That's, we were actually there when the, it was the World Cup, and they had yeah. they drew Argentina, and we were in a bar, and it was like the coolest oh, thing wow. ever. Yeah, yeah, and we it was, we timed it really that. perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I was. Are the people over. are the people nice? Oh yeah, oh yeah, so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful country. Um, too. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I I see. <clears throat> I I've seen it just in photographs, and, and I'm, you know, I'm sure in movies as well. Yeah. Um, Have I, you and seen I'm thinking the, uh, like. The video of the volcanic eruption that just happened i did i saw that actually this morning yeah, yeah. um there's this guy like taking pictures he's like 20 yards away from the lava <laughs> yeah. with this beautiful ye- uh, yellow labrador and i'm like oh my god please get out of there you know yeah yeah, but, um, yeah it, it looks it looks really amazing and um i gotta go i just got i think i'm gonna probably beautiful. go by myself because i don't know if i can get anybody to go so mm. I'll I'm come. Just go. We will go. We'll be there. Meet you at the hot springs. Yeah. yeah. We'll do. We'll do the second part of this interview. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. Do it at the Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my my last question is, um, how is the food and the the beer and all that stuff? I will say we did not take advantage of the food as much as I would like. We ate kind of like shit the whole time. Lot, lot okay. of, we we got yeah. the timing way off. Yeah. Uh, because when we were first there, we were going out to the bars like normally, what was it? Midnight or one. And we're out there leaving around two or three. And they were just showing up because, yeah. of, the, because of how it's always laid out. When we were going there in the afternoon for the, we were thinking it's, it's noon. It's, Right. drink time for the for the world cup they were dying it was it's like 4 a.m to them like they're they're oh wow coffee like oh my god i can't believe we're awake right now it's like wow everything was so messed up that one of the nights we wanted mm-hmm. to do like a real nice dinner we thought that dinner would have to be at like eight nine or ten but actually it's like normal time so we screw everything yeah, was all we, it, was, it was we kept screwing up <laughs> we kept screwing up all the time so so it ended up yeah. being closed and I, I got a what do we get uh a lobster sandwich that was just like from a <laughs> cart <laughs> but okay. it's still funny that you get that because yeah. uh, I lobster remember, sandwich <laughs> i remember two of the establishments that we went into actually the one that we watched the world cup game it was called the mm. big lebowski bar and the entire thing was modeled <laughs> after the big lebowski and then the uh, didn't we go into like a chuck norris i love that yes it was very wrong you went into the big lebowski bar i think it was just called that um and then the other one was like chuck norris american wings or something like that so (laughs) we we were not very adventurous with the food i guess we went for the americanized stuff we were we were very we were very focused on the game of thrones locations we rented a car and just kind of drove around out of the city and i had a blast yeah i mean i mean that that's totally something that i would do you know like i I would want to i want to see 
mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the country and the mm-hmm. places, the things, you know, the, the views and mountains and things. So oh, that sounds phenomenal. That sounds beautiful. I mean, man, your pictures must be amazing. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. we have so many yeah. good pictures. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, highly and, and if you're, what's the best time of year to go, do you think? Um, we went in June we and I would June. recommend that. It was still kind of cold, honestly. And I think that's like peak. I don't know that it gets any warmer okay. than that. And, and it was daylight the whole time. If you go the opposite end, it's dark the whole time. Gotcha. And, but that's when you can yeah. see the Northern light. So it all depends on what you want kind of, but I like daylight. Right. Give me daylight. <laughs> so we went June, wow. and yeah, I would June recommend that. June. Time. Yeah, yeah, June. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's on my for sure on my map. Got to, got to go, got to go. Got to yeah, go. It, I mean, it, it's it's something that I've been thinking about for by probably about four or five years. You know, like I really would like to go there. So pull the trigger, yeah. mm-hmm. definitely. I'm doing it. Definitely. Doing it. Doing <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, if we see you haven't gone a year from today, we're gonna we're gonna hit you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna like, try to get that forget. push. Yeah, don't forget you said time you to go to. Yeah. I just I want to say Reykjavik. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's Reykjavik. Yes, Reykjavik. And isn't it true that the the um I mean uh, I did a podcast with um uh, two actors from Star Trek Enterprise, uh, Robbie Duncan McNeil and Garrett uh, Garrett Wang. Mm-hmm. And I worked on an enterprise. That was one of my first jobs in LA, you know, long, long time ago. And um, uh, we've maintained contact with each other, um, uh, especially through social media. We were able to sort of keep up with each other. They, they asked me to be on their podcast about three months ago and it was so fun. And they asked me, what place in the world do you want to go? It was sort of a rapid fire, you know, mm. thing. And I said, Iceland. And then Garrett said, oh, you got to go. Like, it's yeah. so amazing. Mm-hmm. He, like he said, you're going to love it. And he said the people there are like pretty much like pure Viking. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. is what he said. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. But you know, this is what he says. So. It's just one of those things where it's like one of the most unique environments on the planet. Like one of the most unique natural experiences you can have as like a human yeah. being. You know, it's just one right. of those places where right. if you like to travel, you should definitely right. get yourself. Definitely go. Right. Yeah. I, I love to travel. I think it's, if I could travel six months out of the year, I would do it for sure. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I only got one more for the rapid fire questions and that is last movie that you watched. And would that have been the Snyder cut? That would have been the Snyder cut. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. <laughs> I was trying no, to think of, well, well, you know, I, I mean, gosh, so much. Be, again, we go back to the pandemic. It, the movie I wanted to watch last year and had been waiting for it for two years was James Bond 25. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. I've been waiting. I'm a, you know, if you know Rick, you know, Rick loves James Bond. <laughs> I love James Bond. Who do you think, uh, who do you I, think has better suits, James Bond or, or Dean Fogg? <laughs> God damn it. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Fogg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people have asked me questions like, like if Fogg could sit down with someone, you know, if it was possible, like who would it be? And I said, God, that's a good question too. Um, I think Fogg could easily sit down with like a vampire, you know, um, you know, they sort of similar, you know, um, sort of energy, mysterious, you know, um, powerful. You don't know what they're 
thinking, all those things. But I, I started, I just now had this idea, just as we were talking about, we were talking about last movie. I think Fogg would make a really good villain for James Bond. Um, or at least a character that's sort of similar to Fogg. You know, like yeah. he's, he's mysterious, he's very well dressed, he's powerful. Um, you don't know really what he's thinking or capable of, you know. Mm-hmm. He has a, a way of sort of relating to people that that can be charming and 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 deceptive, you know. Book it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, well, John. Speaking of James Bond, John McNamara from The Magicians, we he loved also loves James Bond, and um, we were talking. We were on set one day. He flew up to Vancouver, and we were. We're doing rapid fire about <laughs> some of our favorite James Bond quotes and movies and, you know, different actors who play James Bond. And he loves James Bond, I think, you know, as much, if not more than I do. And um, I said, John, what is it about Bond that that you love so much? Like the man, the character, you know, Commander Bond, you know, 007. And he says, he says, well, there really isn't a difference between uh, Bond and, and the villains. They're really the same person it's just one is decided to go this way the others decided to go that way you know and i was like wow that's so true (laughs) you know like all of his bond all of the villains are as as intellectually competent as bond is you know some of them are even better dressed than he is you know or you know like they or even some even try to match how he dresses um and um that's that's what's so cool i think about about uh, the Bond villains, you know, is, is, is that Bond is sort of in a way fighting himself, you know? And I was like, how, however, however they're going to do this 25, uh, it's gotta be great. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I'm like, God damn it. When are we going to see James Bond? So. <laughs> do they have a release date for that yet? It keeps getting pushed. I don't oh, it know. Keeps getting pushed? It keeps getting pushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just like a lot of the MCU movies. Yeah. Right. I'm going to be so hyped for you when I see they're finally dropping it. I'm going to be in there. <laughs> yes, for Rick. <laughs> I will be I will be standing in line, you know, like whatever I have to, I just, I just don't want to watch it. I watched Wonder Woman on this computer screen and I, I didn't, I didn't feel it. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. You, you need to it's get not it. the same. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, my friend, he was like, man, Bond has to be released at the, on the big screen. That's just right. bottom line. You know, it, it's as big as Godzilla. Like it's a big film. Oh yeah. yeah. Same right, thing with yeah. Godzilla versus King Kong. It's gotta be on the big screen. And that's how I feel about, uh, about James Bond. So um, uh, I don't know if I went way overboard with that answer. No, Sorry. I'm going to throw in a bonus rapid fire question. Who would win okay. Godzilla or King Kong? I love both of them so damn much. <laughs> Who are you They're badass. How about that? Can't they just be friends? I mean, can't they just fight on the side? <laughs> I feel like at the end, they're going to have to be them. friends and they'll fight the I love other. them so much, you know. Yeah. Um, Godzilla, a king of the monsters, like when he, at the very end, when all the monsters sort of, you know, bow to him, you know, and he, he makes a circle and makes sure everyone can see that he's the boss. I was like, oh, that's, that's Godzilla, you know, he's the king. <laughs> yeah. You know, all hell the king, you know. Hell yeah. Kong is a bad motherfucker, though. You know, <laughs> like Kong, like he is also the boss. But, yeah. you know, he protects his space. You know, I see Kong more as a protector of his space. And I see Godzilla more of a protector of the, of the planet. Right. You know, because uh, uh, Godzilla can swim in the oceans and all kinds of stuff. And um, he can, you know, he's, he's just, you know... Uh, I don't see him as, as a monster. I see him as, as like here before us, you know. 
Um, hmm. But I love I love them both so much, and um, I, I think that these new movies are really good. Um, the ones that um, Matthew Broderick did twenty mm. something years ago, I, I love him as an actor. He's amazing. But you know what I mean? It's like a big lizard running through Manhattan. I just didn't buy it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Anything uh, else, guys? Kathy, yes, I have the final, the final Bingetown special question. Now, this is the big one, okay? And and this question this is, is big one. this is from Fogg's point of view, right? You're you're Dean Fogg. It's not Rick. Right. It's Dean Fogg. This is our bang kill Mary segment <laughs> with <laughs> Bigby, Zelda, and Lipson as you, Dean. You mean Fogg. fuck kill Mary? That's yeah, the one. Right? Exactly. That's the one. Yeah, that, that's how it's written on the script. Yep, yeah, yep. We, yeah, we did yeah. that. Uh, we used to call it Fuck, Kill, Mary. And then we were like, should we go a little bit more PG? <laughs> even though we're still talking about banging people. Right, uh, right, right. Bang, Kill, Mary. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. And then Big B, Zelda, Lipson. Wow. <laughs> King Kong, Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> and Mothra, what do you do? Yeah. Go. Yeah, James Bond. <laughs> wow. What did you say? Big B? Zelda, Zelda Lipson, just just any three names. Is it where you're talking? Or, you know, or, or can it be anything? Or what do you mean? So you have to bang one, kill one, and marry one. Right, right, right. But yeah. it, I mean, it can be it can be any anything that I choose, right? Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let me write this down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you warmed up. I'll get you warmed up. So I would marry Bigby. I would bang Zelda, and I would kill Lipson. <laughs> You love Lipson, Kai. He loves just, Zelda too. Yeah, yeah I love Zelda, Zelda and yeah. Bigby's just the queen of that group, though. Bigby's yeah, been is. around the block. The Fox showed us she's quite the lover. So <laughs> if I'm taking one thing from she's this interview, from it's that Rick is a Zelda stand. There is no yeah. way he's killing Zelda. <laughs> okay, hold he's on. <laughs> this is requiring some some thoughts <laughs> yeah. we, we would we love it. some reasoning too yeah we do a bang kill marry at the end of every episode with different characters it's tough, and I, because and we, we love them all to, we need to write it down to, yeah. to get out our our pros and cons of each of each choice <laughs> it's funny by the end of of if you're the fifth person going on the episode your mind has changed 18 times during the whole thing <laughs> it's <Yeah>. awesome <laughs> exactly um okay two down one to go uh <laughs> Uh, okay, I think I'm ready. Okay. All right, hit it. Wait. <laughs> All right, I need I need a little help. I need a little help. Okay. From, okay. from any from any. Um, okay. Lipson, bang. Okay. <laughs> Kill Ember. <laughs> Marry Zelda. There you go. Okay. I like it. But I you love know what? The curveball. <laughs> because when you said kill, there's a couple of there's more than one. <laughs> There's more than one. Uh, I, um, I actually like Umber and Ember. I, I oh, we love, we love them. I, I do. Um, have you brought me yeah. little cakes? Have you brought me little cakes? And it, it, yeah, it, that's, that is one of the best lines and titles ever in TV, I think. It's mm-hmm. just it. wicked, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, have you brought me little cakes? And um, <laughs> he's such a great actor. Um, uh, Dominic Burgess, amazing. Fabulous. And so humble too. He's six foot six, six foot five, wow. and um, he's just a sweetheart of a guy. He, I told him, I said, "Man, you have taken the show to a, like a you know, a, like a different, like another level of, of gravity, you know, depth 
just from yeah. your performance, you know, and, and, he, and he just had so much fun with, especially with the little kittens everywhere. And, you know, just, <laughs> just enjoying his power as this God, you know, like, Oh, it was, it was amazing. Um, but the actor who played his brother was great too. God, I miss this show so much. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I respect, uh, I respect marrying Zelda. I like that. Yeah. Yep. Marrying Zelda, yeah. That, that would be uh, wild. You both have had some wild life. You both spent some time in the etheric realm. You both have quite the history. Power couple, yeah. master magicians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's um, she's she's really really awesome. You guys would love to um, chat with Magena. She's so it's nice. Boy would she's we. So, Boy would we. Yeah. You're darn right. We would love to put in a good word for us. <laughs> I, I will. I, I I will. And and um, uh, I uh, perhaps I can email her and tell her um uh, about our podcast. And and if she if she's interested, I can you know have her reach out or whatever. however you want to handle it. So awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. This was course, so yeah. fun, Rick. Thank you. Oh All of God. you have been so man. Thank you guys so much. It's been so fun. And this is, has been a blast for me. I, you know, as the days and months go by, you know, it's, it's always nice when I can still talk about the magicians, you know, we finished, you know, over a year ago now. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, all of us are, you know, you, you sort of have to say goodbye to the show in your head. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I've, I've done that. <laughs> you know, it's always sad. But every now and then I, I get a chance to talk to, you know, some wonderful folks like you guys and and, and or I'll meet someone outside and, and they, they express how much they love the show. And it means a lot to me. So thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's so nice to hear that you had the most amazing time and all the thought and care and how much you guys loved it just as much as we enjoy watching it uh, and talking about it. And fog is the greatest. You're so talented, but yeah. Rick, Rick is even better, baby. Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> somehow you eked it out. Charming as hell. <laughs> <laughs> hell Thank yeah. you so much. And thanks for letting me be myself and, and yes. um, say, say, say the F word. And, um, yeah. <laughs> let me know when uh, we can maybe one day chat again in the future. And, and uh, in the meantime, Goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes, we yeah. We'll catch All you right, nicely. You guys. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be fun. That would be a lot. Yeah. Of right. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. Take care of yourself. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again. Care. Yeah. Okay, good night. Of course. If you enjoyed this interview, we covered all of the magicians season five. So be sure to check that out, as well as our coverage of the boys, the Mandalorian, WandaVision, the haunting anthology, and a couple more. And of course, we have plenty more in the works. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thank you, Rick Worthy, for stopping by. A friend of the podcast, if ever there was one. Peaches and plums, motherfucker. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.